All right, we got another episode in the books today. Um, this right here is a, a touchy topic. It's going to be kind of sensitive depending on your your stance and what took place in Columbus, Ohio, especially with all the tension that's going on in America today with all these different uh, random situations where police-involved shootings are taking place, especially within our community. And we just want to talk about that. So I got Mario back again on the podcast, calling from Turkey. What's up, man? What's going on, boss man? Hey, like I was, uh, like I was telling you before, man. I, I definitely want to want to link up with you, and make sure I, I get some more of them shirts from you, boss. Uh, I saw, matter of fact, I saw somebody with a purple and gold. And now I think about it, it was a purple and gold when I saw. It. And I was like, hold on. This fool got more colors. You can tell nobody about it. So I definitely, I mean, I'm definitely glad to get some more, uh, some more shirts from you, man. I can definitely make that happen, man. Like I said, some of those shirts was um, by request. You know, different people saw it, but they was like, you know, hey, can you do this for me? And I'm just trying to, you know, help accommodate people. So I got you. Whatever you need, just let me know. Uh, that dude just so happened to be a Q dog, so you know I had to hook him up. So I had to take care of. Him. Yeah. Looking out for the key. <laughs> so definitely appreciate you, man. Just just let me know what you need, and I, I'll take care of it again. Thanks for the support. So I'm sure. a, I'm gonna give you the floor, man, to kind of elaborate on your take on what took place with that situation in Columbus, Ohio, and then I'll give my perspective because I feel like with us in our community, it's very important that we have the ability to sit down and understand each other's perspectives without jumping off the deep end and just going completely irate over something where if you actually sit down and think about it and look at it with an open mind, you can see how one person may think this and another person may think that. That's so true. That's so true. Um, so yeah, like I was, um, so the thing that was the thing that um that was interesting to me was that I, I just feel like it was that it was really bad time. You know, we were we were all, you know, on pins and needles trying to see what was gonna happen with uh with the Chauvin George Floyd case. And uh I think it happened either right when the verdict came down or right before that happened. And I remember just saying, Man, like, okay, so he was found guilty, whatever. That's a show for another time. But uh I was like, man, like, and now this 15-year-old girl just died. And uh, so, you know, looking up, and first of all, let me say, you know, rest in peace to uh, Michaela Bryant and, you know, condolences to her family. Let me say that I don't want to just, you know, just have her out here like that. Right. Because um, any, any, any life loss to me is is, is bad, period. But, um, so, yeah, condolences to her family. Um so going into the video, you know, I, I watched it. I watched it plenty of times, and there, there were a couple of things that stood out to me. And uh, one of the biggest arguments, you know, people have right now is with cops. Like, oh, they just, you know, they they, they shoot first and ask questions later. And you know, watching the video, you know, the man came out of the car. The first thing he said was, "What's going on? What's going on?" So to me, in my mind, you know, I I'm not that smart, but it looks, it sounds like he's trying to defuse the situation. Nobody's listening to him. So then, next thing you know, the fight breaks out. He's yelling, hey, 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 stop, stop. Again, trying to defuse the situation and figure out what's going on. And then we see, you know, the end result of the young lady, you know, literally 
what, what looks like he's taking a kill shot at this girl's neck. And then the cop, you know, you know, shoot, fires his weapon, you know, the rest is history. So there were some things that bothered me about that, other than the, the other than the little girl, the girl passing away. But the number of people that were around, and I'm like, man, not, not one person thought to say, hey, like, she called the cops, you know, let's go in the house, or, you know, you go in the house, wait for the cops to come. Clearly the girl was scared, or at least on the, the she made the phone call allegedly, so I assume she was scared. Right. Um, there was one guy who appears to be like her, her dad, or like her foster dad, not sure yet who he was, but he's out there, you know, instead of being the father figure, he's out there right in the middle of it. Like he, you know, he, he just ran and kicked the field goal on one girl's head while she's running towards the other girl. There's another guy across the street, like yelling, you know, I saw the whole thing. I saw the whole thing, but I don't remember hearing him at all. Like before the altercation, you know, happened, he just got active after the after the shots were fired. And you know, my my biggest my biggest issue with all of this was okay. Unfortunately, Michaela's not with us anymore. But man, like looking at this situation, I said, man, it just seems like there were so many opportunities and so many places where this could have been avoided, where that cop should have never even been there. And I'm like, you have all these what appears to be adults around. And, like, nobody for one second thought, like, man, why are these two grown adults trying to jump this 15-year-old girl? Because I guarantee you it was for something stupid. I promise you it was probably over something stupid. <laughs> it could have just been popped out. Y'all could have had a yelling match or whatever. And, you know, you could have gone about your business. But, nope. Like, instead, we sat there and we, you know, we watched the whole thing play out. And then the minute the cops show up, now it's like everybody's against the cop. And I'm like, no, like, like, why the, why, like, why are we like this? And like, you know, I, I do a quick, um, a quick world star search, just you know, just to humor myself. First thing I see, like, shootout breaks out of the middle of this neighborhood. Dude gets knocked out for this. Dude gets knocked out for that. And I'm like, man, like, this is, this is a thing. Like, we, like, it's almost like we're we're entertained by violence. And at 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 what point do we say, okay? The cops need the cops need proper training. They need to be in more stressful situations. But at what point, like, do we feel like we should address our community as a whole and say, "Hey, we have a part to play in this too"? Because the cops would never show up if we weren't doing something that required them to respond. Exactly. So at what point do we start saying, "Hey, when are we going to start taking accountability for the, the lives that have been lost at the hands of cops for whatever reason?" If we just would have stepped in and did our job as a community and like avoided this situation as a whole, that's that's my that's my and and I I stand behind that a hundred percent and I definitely agree with you because that was my initial thought as well. I was sitting here, I had just got off of work, so at the time I was watching the the verdict live, and next thing you know, it starts circulating on social media that the police shot another person and they was like, it was a young teenager. So as soon as I read it, the, the narrative at that moment was the girl was getting jumped. She called the police for help, but the police show up and shoot her. That's the narrative that, that everybody was running with. And then maybe like later on that night, you know what, actually it might've been the next day, the video comes out. And when I saw the video, I was like, Oh, like, from my perspective, it's like the officer was doing his job. 
Now, granted, that's not the answer that that our community wants to hear, especially in today's climate with everything that's going on. But I heard the same thing that you heard when he got out of the car. He said, hey, what's going on? And then next thing you know, you saw somebody fall into the ground. And like you said, there goes a, a grown adult male trying to kick whoever this girl was that fell to the ground. And then as soon as he pans back to his left, you see the girl draw back with a knife. So that's we're talking about a matter of seconds between somebody was going to be fatally injured regardless. And people are like, well, he should have de-escalated. I'm like, everything was already in motion. Everything was already happening. And like you just said, obviously when he got out, you know, it ain't like, oh, we're here. The police is here. Everybody's just going to freeze and stop. Like everything was already transpiring. And once he saw her draw the knife back, he has a duty to protect whoever that was in the pink. So regardless of whether she called the police or not, at that present moment, she's not the victim. She's the aggressor. Right. And like you said, all of these adults standing out here, especially the males, and y'all couldn't come in between that and break that up. And it looks like, you know, they're in a nice little neighborhood. So everybody might know everybody you know that that's a young teenager so as men you were supposed to step in front of that anyway and it's like you said and, and you use world star because i'm like man that dates back to when i was young like we all used to jump on world star and and look at the fight videos and this and that but now that we're adults and we have our own kids that's still a thing now it's like Come on, man. At some point in time, we have to hold ourselves accountable as well. And the police never should have even been involved to where you put that officer in that situation where he has to make a split decision. Exactly. And, you know, I so I, I, I listen to people like I, I love to have. I love to have like healthy debates. I've I've steered away from sports debate. <laughs> I, like I I love to have like healthy conversation. Um, you know about you know amongst people who may not think like I know I'm not always right, and I I'm, I understand that. So I ask people like, man, like put yourself in that situation. Like like you're telling me like, oh yeah, time to do this, and yeah, time to do that, and I'm like, man, it looked like from start to finish that happened in like ten seconds. I could imagine in his mind, it probably happened in a split second. And so, and here, here's my other thing. Like, so growing up, like whenever we were, I was bad growing up. It, it was so, we were so bad. Even if we saw a cop coming on the street, we just ran. Cause we just like, <laughs> man, I don't know they might be looking for us today. Like, so, you know, nonetheless, if there was a fight that broke out, you know, we got off the school bus. So, you know, we was at the basketball court and somebody got in a fight. Like everybody just broke out and started running. This cop pulled up, man, it didn't stop nothing. Like, he was like, man, like, they didn't even have any respect for the cop in the first place. Now, if you look at the history of, like, how other, take the cop that, uh, take the cop that, um, just recently, uh, the Army Lieutenant, the one who, you know, drew on the Army Lieutenant. Look at how he treated that guy. Now, put him in that situation, and then you might have a bigger argument for Mario. But this guy legitimately came out of the car and appeared 
to be like, man, let me just figure out what's going on. Everybody calm down. Let's figure it out. And not one person paid him any attention until he got to the point where he had to make a decision. And, you know, if you ask yourself, like, what what is what is the what what is the right thing to do in that situation? Do you shoot the person who you see is about to stab this girl in the face, or do you not stab, or do you not fire? You just let it play out, and then the girl gets stabbed in the face. So, I mean, I, it sounds it doesn't seem like there's a a win here for anybody because nobody was listening to him. They had their own agenda going on. So I just I just tell you, like, man, like. I, I understand emotions are high, like people are excited, you know, about this, you know, the Chauvin case. But like, man, just like for a second, take your emotions out of the situation and really just look at this and play it out logically and say, man, like, is this a case of like us having a police problem here? Or is this really like something just really just a bunch of adults who just had who chose not to not to be responsible and take control of a situation that could have been avoided? And at that point, you call the cops. And when you call the cops, you take every you take every realistic or you take every realistic option that you have to neutralize the situation. And you pretty much you pretty much gave it to a total stranger who's not a part of your community at all. So it's like you can't we can't say f the police, f the police, and then we turn around and we we don't even take a vested interest in policing our neighborhoods to make sure they're safe for our kids. You can't do that. Exactly. I, I don't understand why people don't don't want to have that conversation. We just want to focus on what happened. Oh, well, he shouldn't have shot her four times. Like he should have had more control. You, you're ab- you're absolutely right. I don't I don't know what the protocol is in Ohio. I don't know if four shots was too much. I I, I don't know, but I know you're right. There should be an investigation on that, and I'm sure there is. And why that's going on, you know what? We need to have a conversation in our community to figure out why are we just sitting back like this is a boxing match or this is like some kind of show for us and not taking active interest in making our communities better and safer. Exactly. Exactly. And that that's the thing, because everybody's coming up with the the what if. Well, he should have done this. And it's, that's easy for us to say in hindsight, especially when we're not in that moment. Like he should have tased her. And I'm saying to myself, just off of videos that I've seen of, you know, people using a taser from the distance he was at, who's to say that it even would have struck her to the point to where, you know, she would have reacted and maybe dropped the knife or it would have gave him time to actually run over there to them to prevent the girl in the pink from being injured fatally, possibly. And I always thought police officers were trained to shoot for the chest. And it and that's why I'm like, this is one of them cases where it's like you can't make it a, a black thing. Like that's the part that I just I don't agree with in this instance. It's like based on this scenario, it doesn't fit the narrative of all the others. And that's the part where it's just like we have to be able to identify the two and hold each other accountable for our actions. And I'm going to give you an example of a few years ago, we're having Thanksgiving at my mother-in-law's and every year they have what they, uh, it's a thing here in Louisville they call juice bowl and it's peewee football games all day long. 
So they start, I think the first game is like maybe like nine o'clock in the morning. They play clear up to like one or two in the afternoon, but it's packed. It's a sold out event. People are there. And um, this particular year, we're sitting there having Thanksgiving. It it was probably about one, about two o'clock, one or two o'clock. And then we just start hearing all these police cars and ambulance and stuff going by and come to find out there was a shootout. They got the shooting down here at the juice bowl. And they announced that I think the next year they were no longer going to have it or they, you know, this year we're not doing the juice bowl or whatever. And everybody's upset. Like they always taking stuff away from us. We can't never do nothing. And I'm like, there was literally a shootout and we're talking about kids being in the atmosphere. Peewee football and it's grown adults that had a shootout. That's nobody taking something away from you. That's y'all ruining something that was set up to be a, a joyous event. Why can't you see that? And you know what? Like, and I, I feel like when you when you take a vested interest in your community and you look at things like that, look at look at what you're taking away from those kids. So like, you know, this could be their their outlet. You know what I'm saying? Like this could be their their recreation. For some of them it could be their ticket out. To go to the league, like you to go to college, right? So you don't know what opportunities, like you might have just thwarted for these kids, and now, like now that they don't have that to look forward to or to prepare to, now they just gotta hang out around the neighborhood and be bored. You know what I'm saying? And that's when idle minds, like you know, like stuff starts happening, and it, like that, that should be a reality for adults. Like, man, what could any of those kids? What could you have possibly been arguing about? In front of when you had an event where you're supposed to be, you know, celebrating these kids, we having a good time, you know, you watching them, you know, do their thing. What could possibly make you even want to bring a gun to that situation anyway? Much less start shooting it out at a football game. Like, I just, right. Right. <sighs> and that's what I'm saying. And it's like when you say that, it's automatically met with a negative reaction. Like, if I had a dollar for every time I was called Uncle Tom or the whole, man, it be your own people. And I'm like, wait a minute. What are you are you really trying to put me on the other side of the fence with everybody else that shines this light on this situation? Now, granted, I already know there's double standards in this country. I already know that there's hurdles that I have to jump that other people that don't look like me might not have to jump. But at the same time, we also put hurdles in front of ourselves the same way these, uh, the system, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm trying to word it and be politically correct without getting too crazy on here and talking the way I want to talk. But it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes we do it to ourselves and we have to be smart enough to understand that because We already know that we're running a race that was not even intended for us. But not only that, we add our own hurdles to it. Yeah. And, you know, so I want to I want to point something out because I I noticed this. This happened a lot today uh, in conversations that I was having with people. And I'm going to I'm going to speak on behalf of both. So if I'm wrong, please correct. But. I want people to listen to understand that are listening to understand that Adrian and I aren't saying that cops are always in the right. 
And like you can't, it's important to not group every situation together because every situation is isolated. And in this, in this instance, I don't think that man is even going to go to trial. Like I don't, I don't, I can't foresee it happening just the way it played out. Now the lady that yelled, uh, taser, 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 four times to that kid and shot him. Oh, you, she, she should go to jail and she should be right next to Derek Chauvin. Make, make no, make no mistake about it. And, you know, jump, jumping back to the, the cop that shot the 13 year old, I, <laughs> that might start a riot. But I would just say that like every situation, is isolated, and I don't feel like there's a blanket. When something happens, there should be a blanket. Yep, this person was innocent. They didn't do nothing. Or yep, the cop was justified. We should always trust the boys in blue, and you know they they did everything right. I feel like every situation is is completely different and deserves its own individual lens to make a decision on, or you know to help you formulate an opinion. But I, we can't we can't just go about this mentality thinking that like well. This happened with this person, so every black person is right, every cop is right. Like that's that's not realistic. <laughs> that's not at realistic all. at all. At all. And and you're absolutely right. And I, I tell people all the time, I'm not gonna apologize for thinking things through. Like absolutely. people had already formed an opinion, people were already angry as soon as Twitter put it out there. We hadn't seen any video, we didn't know what happened. All we knew was the police shot another black person. And this one, this yeah. was a teenager. So everybody's fuming. Yeah. And then the video comes out and I, I BS you not. Like I, I showed my wife the same night and me and her kind of had a, a difference of opinion on it because I'm, I'm like, dude, like, I don't think nothing going to happen. And this, this is, this is one of them situations where it's like, you got to put yourself in that officer's shoes and you, you, you have a split second. Like if, if you don't react in the right way, something bad was going to happen. And let's just say he didn't fire his weapon and the girl stabs the other girl and the girl in the pink dies. Well, guess what? The family of the girl in the pink is going to sue the police department anyway, because they're going to say that it was his duty to protect her. Exactly. And then you got a 15 year old girl that's probably going to go to jail for the rest of her life. And you know damn well they was going to make sure they try her as an adult and everything else. Like, so that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's an unfortunate situation. It's a sad turnout uh, outcome. But the, the arguing back and forth from our community is to me is not justified because I've been seeing people going plumb off and it's like, why are y'all trying to criminalize a young teenager? I'm like, nobody's saying that the girl is a criminal. We understand that initially she, she may have been the victim. If somebody pulled up at her house, she's the victim. Yes. She has a right to protect herself, but what other way can you protect yourself other than to go in the house and lock the door? <laughs> so once you pick up a weapon and you go outside, yeah, you're defending yourself. But at that point, you wanted the action. And it just so happens that when the police officer pulled up, you don't look like the victim anymore. You look like the aggressor. 
So I don't necessarily feel like that's me saying that, you know, I'm trying to criminalize her, but it's like, you have to look at it. You have to look at the full picture. You can't just look at part of it. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> like I said, if anything, I'm not blaming the officer. I'm blaming the people. I know we've said that already, but it's like, I'm blaming the people that's outside. And I'm going to have smoke with every adult that's out there moving forward because it's like, y'all could have prevented this. Yeah. Y'all definitely yeah, could have prevented it. I will say there was, um, I thought, I thought the, the black cop that was there, I thought he did a fantastic job uh, trying to neutralize the crowd. He isolated all the parties involved, put them in cars. Like, I, I, I thought he handled the situation well. Um, I just, man, I, I, I have I have two friends that are their security forces uh, in the Air Force. And it's a little different from cops, but they do a lot of training together. And I asked them, like, straight up, like, hey, like, how, how does this play out? Like, how does, you know, like, do y'all give warning shots? That was the other thing I heard. But the cops should have gave a warning shot. And he told me, like, you know, you, there's very rare situations where a warning shot is authorized for a couple of reasons. But the biggest one is, like, your environment. So if I, you know, shoot behind my, my head, you know, there's there's houses there. There may be kids playing outside. You know, there, there are a bunch of different factors why that's a bad idea. Um, but they told me, like, you know, they are taught to neutralize a threat. And there isn't there isn't there isn't a set amount of like, all right, to neutralize a threat, like you have to shoot two times. But I'm bro, I'm I'm 6'2", 250 pounds. So if I'm charging at you. Two bullets may not do it for me. Like, you know what I'm saying? I may right. be able to eat those and still charge you with somebody who's half my size. Maybe a one may do them good. So, like, like what Like what do you, like, a four is too many compared to what? Like, I don't, so, it, and that's, that's what's kind of their thing. These are black guys, by the way. And they're just like, man, like, from what we saw, the cop was justified. Like, it's his job. To, to neutralize any threats. Like, if, if, we're, if we're saying the cop's job is to protect and serve, he got out of the car, he saw somebody charging at somebody with a knife, and he protected her. So it's like, man, and I, I can't even imagine, I, I would pay to see the look on his face when he found out that the girl he shot was the one that called. Like, because I'm you're like, man, like, well, hold on, this this that's typically not behavior of somebody that's in distress or that's nervous or fearing for their life, you normally don't see them charging at two people with a knife. Like, it's, that's normally not what happens. Right. So, you know, that, that probably has the, the mess with him, too. But I, I just don't... I just ask people to look at the scenario, take your emotions out of it, and, like, truly look at it and just like, man, what was the... How would that have played out the way people think it, it, it did? But I, I don't... I guess I, I don't see a better solution to that because it all happened so fast and it was like emotions and tensions were already high. So, it, I mean, it to me, the only logical answer is that those adults should have never let that happen in the first place. Like, as, at all. At all. It's, 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 it's frustrating, bro. Like, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. It's frustrating, man. He's like, man, like, this is a, this is a 15-year-old kid. You know, she was in a, grew up in the foster system, I'm assuming. So, you know, like, that comes with its own stressor. You know, but this little girl, she's not going to have a prom. She's not going to graduate from high school. She's not going to go to college. She's not going to play back. You know, there's a there's a lot of things she's not going to do. And at what point are we going to just look at ourselves and say, man, like, 
kids. It's like we just gotta, we gotta, we gotta do better. We gotta and stop like, this. Came, we got to, and like I, so I came up, and my my mom used to say this all the time. But like I came up where uh, I don't know if you remember that saying, like it takes a village to raise a child. Yeah, I, mean, I, I I came up with like you know my mom and dad worked a lot, but you know. My neighbors, you know, they saw me doing something crazy. You best believe they coming outside. Mario, <laughs> take your butt in the house. You know you ain't got no business doing that. And then when I got, when my parents got home, they was coming to tell what happened. And it's like, but it, and it, at the time, you're like, man, they some haters. They lame. But like, no, they were just making sure you weren't out here doing nothing stupid. But we have, we have gotten away from the mentality that like, the village can help raise your kids. They can be your eyes and ears when you're not around. We don't know, we don't want nobody to tell our kids nothing. We want to raise our kids on our own. We want to do everything our own. We want no help from nobody. And I'm just like, man, like, the it's, village actually did a, a pretty damn good job with me. So I'm just like, I don't, <laughs> I don't see. I don't, I don't get it, bro. I just, we, you 100% can care about police reform and making sure they have better training and, you know, they're, they're put into better situations. I mean, you can advocate for that. I don't know if that's from a voting standpoint. You writing your, your, your local police commissioner. You can do that and still feel like there's a conversation that needs to be had in your community. Because you can have the greatest teacher in the world, but that doesn't mean, you know, in a classroom, you can have the greatest teacher in the world, but the students still have to take a, they have to make a decision and say, all right, this person's cool. We're going to stop all this BS and we're going to sit here and learn. You can have Officer Friendly, what we call them growing up. You can have the coolest cop in the world. I still have to make a conscious effort to not commit crimes, do stupid stuff, or get myself in situations where Officer Friendly is not so friendly anymore. And right. for some reason, we don't we don't want to talk about our part in all of these. It's not one-sided at all. Cops don't just show up to your house. And start mess well, they do. I should take that back. But by and large, <laughs> like cops just don't show up and just start shooting you in the head because they assume you did something wrong. Like there's normally acts that were committed. The cops were called because somebody saw something that felt threatened. And it's like, man, can we can we just can we just make a conscious effort to just take care of our people? If you feel like if you don't trust the police, cool. Do what you gotta do in your community to make sure we ain't gotta call the police. You don't even need them, exactly. Exactly. Look, M- Michaela and 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 Lisa or whoever they was about to get to find us. That man, we went out there, we broke it up. Man, they was cool, whatever. They had their little cuss match. They figured out what it was, and they went on about their business. Michaela at home watching TV, hanging with her friends. These two girls were doing her thing. Everybody lived happily ever after. Instead, everybody just sat around and waited for a show to happen, and they weren't ready for the show that they got. So I, I don't know, man. Here's, it's frustrating, bro. It, it's it's very frustrating, dude. And it's like, you know what? Real quick, I'm, I'm going to give you another example. And this was just this week. Well, actually, it happened over the weekend. Um, Some videos went viral from here in Louisville where um a bunch of kids got into a fight at the trampoline park. Jumpy World or what? You know what I'm saying? Like one of them environments where parents is just going, dropping their kids off. And then leaving, like, here, I'll be back in two or three hours. And I feel like that's the problem. Like, you're just dropping all these kids off with no adult supervision and a fight broke out. So it was so many kids to where the the employees, they couldn't get that under control. 
But for the adults that were there, it was a few adults that tried to intervene and try to stop it. But it was so many kids fighting to where they couldn't do anything. It's just a flat out brawl. And it's like, if I'm sitting at home and I'm looking at this and I'm black, I'm like, you know what? I don't want my kids at the trampoline park. I ain't taking my kids there. So we we talked about this race that we're all running. And we already know that there's hurdles and obstacles in, involved in our lane that's preventing us from running this equal race. But then you look at our counterparts and they're watching this same video that I'm looking at. What do you think they're saying? What do you think they're telling their kids and they're, they're explaining to their kids what's going on? And then we got to understand, guess what? Those kids grow up and become the police officers that we're talking about. They already have this pre-notion or, you know what I'm saying? They've already predetermined that African-Americans are aggressive. All they do is fight. They do this and do that. And it's like, dude, we can break a lot of those cycles if we teach our kids to do different. And I already know I'm going to get some backlash for what I just said. But again, this is not the first time I've ever said that. But when I say it, I'm always met with, I'm the one being called all kind of crazy names and this and that for just thinking stupid. But I'm like, to me, that's logical. Like <laughs> we have a, we have a, uh, there's a, a ban at the mall. You cannot be under the age of 17 in the mall without an adult. And the reason for that is because a couple summers ago, it was a whole group of little teenagers, same situation. Parents just dropped their kids. I mean, I used to get dropped off at the mall, go to the movies. Hey, I'll, I'll be back. You know, what time's the movie over? In an hour, 50 minutes. And when I when the movie's over, there was an adult waiting to pick me up. That was cool. That was normal. But a few summers ago, these kids was just going to the mall and all these fights and stuff would break out. And it wasn't enough mall security to control it. And that's why they had to implement this whole, you know what I'm saying, curfew, so to speak. Like anytime after, I think, what, four or five o'clock, you can't be in the mall without an adult. And now they have security at every entrance. And if you're a teenager and you're not there with an adult, they tell you to turn around and go back. My God, that sucks. <laughs> and I'm saying to myself, I'm like, that should that should never be the case. Yeah, so that was the question. Who whose fault is that? Is that the mall's fault? Or is that the fault of people who came in there and just showed their ass the whole time? Exactly. <laughs> and even when they first announced it, dude, it, like you should have saw the comments. They always trying to take stuff away from us. That ain't fair. But I'm like, but you did this to yourself. Like you exactly. you you can't blame people for implementing rules and stuff because they have to keep the regular people that's just there to shop safe. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just, it's, it's wild, bro. And like I said, I, I know I'm gonna catch hell for this one, but it's just like, sometimes the truth hurts, man. So, so let me ask you this. Cause I'll look, I'll, I'll, I'll catch some hell with you. Like <laughs> as a, as a parent, and this is for anybody that's going to disagree with anything that Adrian just said over the past two minutes. Like, as a parent, you want your kids to be 
better than you. Like you, you, you want to provide them opportunities to be better and do better. What's the what's the harm in that? You know what I'm saying? I don't like what's like. I, I guess I don't understand like like what's the crime in telling parents they need to parent their kids. Like if you if you can have a kid, you need to make sure you're responsible for them. This ain't no daycare. This ain't no drop off situation where you just you know you just let your kids run amok and then you don't know what's going on with them. Like man, you like wanting your child to be a productive citizen. Whatever that may look like, should kind of be like, I mean, like baseline, like what your expectations for your kids are. Right. It shouldn't, it shouldn't be this this long drawn out. Like that that you're bringing opinions to fact fights now. Like there, there are some <laughs> things I just feel like you you're not going to argue me down about, and like that that's one of them. Like I, hey man, this 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 is the situation we're put in. We start dropping our kids off. Our kids don't know how to act. It ain't like they ain't taking, they, they're not taking nothing from us. This is based on the actions that happen. But you wouldn't know that because you ain't paying attention to what your kid doing all day. <laughs> the At all. Crazy. At all. So what you expect, man? Like, it just, man, like, I just, I don't, I don't like this mindset. I don't, I don't like the, I don't like to play the victim. But I'm also not stupid enough to understand that, People, people look at me and they they see that I'm black and they have they have preconceived notions about me. they just assume things about me off top. I go to the mall, I buy a pair of shoes. People look at me and they think, "Oh man, this dude, look at him. He just wasting buying Georgia's, blowing all his money." Probably, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there's people have preconceived notions for you. My mom always told me, like, when you were born, like you were already born with a, a strike against you. Like, period. Whether, whether, whether people accept it or not, people see you as a black man and that strike one. So, like, man, like, don't give people more reason to, like, to put more targets on you. And that never made sense to me until I probably went to college. And I was like, oh, my God, like, these people follow me around the store, like, thinking I'm trying to steal stuff. And then, man, I'm just looking for a T-shirt to go to the club. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm my own no, I got one yeah, better. I go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I just I feel like there are there are situations and there are things that happen that are self inflicted. Like we, it, it is our fault, and I, I hate the fact that we don't take accountability for the things that we screwed up as a black community. We this is our fault. We screwed this up. We won't ever say that, but we'll point the point the blame at any cop that does anything else or any authoritative figure. Everything is their fault, but we never take responsibility for the things that we can avoid. And I hate that. I do. And I hate it as well. And real quick before we jump off here, I, I got one even better for you. I worked at Macy's. Mm-hmm. I have a name tag. has my name on it. And it has Macy's on it. It says Adrian on the chest. So I get a call asking me to come up to the third floor to help a lady, uh, she had just bought some kitchenware or whatever, and they wanted me to help her take it to her car. So I get ready to get on the escalator, and I see a a, a lady walking in front. Uh, she's coming up. We're both coming up at the same time. I step back and tell her to go ahead. I'm thinking that I'm being a gentleman by letting her go up the escalator first. She turns around and looks at me, dog, and she clutched, clutched her purse so quick. And I'm like... Do you not see this name tag? Like, I work here. Like, what? And I'm like, you know what? All she saw was it was a black guy. 
And I guess she thought he's going to try to snatch my purse and run or what. I'm just like, come on, man. That just, like you said, like you're, you're born with a strike against you already. And that's one of these situations where it's like, we know that exists. So don't get it twisted when we're talking about this particular situation. I'm just telling you that I feel like the shoe doesn't fit here. And if you feel that it does, then explain to me why you feel that way. And maybe we can walk away with a mutual understanding, but go straight to, man, you're Uncle Tom. You what's wrong with our community now? You putting us down. I'm like, sheesh. <sighs> you know what? There's a, so here's, here's another thing. I, I, I pose this to anybody listening to this who, you know, if you want to, you want to chime in on this. Please, please do. I'm always open to a, another opinion or another, you know, outlook on this. But like, what what should we as the black community do to help prevent situations like this? There's a guy that told me. He said, uh, "Well, there's organizations in place that are already addressing, you know, how black people should take accountability." And I said, "Oh, perfect. Can you tell me what those are? I would love to reach out to them. I go to their website." You know what I'm saying? See what they're doing. If it's something I can help do, you know what I'm saying? Pass it to my Masonic lives. Maybe there's something they can get involved in. You know, let me know. Oh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you all that. You can do the research on your own. Okay. Cedar, so Cedar. Like if if we if we are truly gonna be better as a people, we really gotta do a better job at sharing pertinent information that's gonna help us. I'm not opposed to doing research. Just tell me what the tell me what the organization is. Tell me tell me tell me. How are they helping? Where are they helping? Or where can I just find them and reach out to them and do it on my own? But I would love to know for everybody who feels like the cop was in the wrong and, you know, I'm I'm wrong for saying that people should take accountability. Like, please, in that situation, tell me what should have been done realistically, what, what should have happened with what we saw. And then what can we do or what are we not doing to make sure stuff like that doesn't happen? Like help help me. I I'll tell you I'm I'm ignorant to it all. I just I have an opinion. Adrian got an opinion. Help help us understand what we don't see. Because to me, that was senseless and it should have never happened if the people of that community were doing their part. And we gonna drop the mic right there. You couldn't have said it no better than what you said. So there's there's the open invitation. I know it wasn't a lot of uh respectfully disagreeing on this episode. But for those that do disagree, the mic is open. Appreciate you, bro. Not a problem, man. Appreciate you having me, man. Definitely. Oh, I forgot to say, if you, uh, I don't know if you have any listeners that are uh, police officers, man. Even if they chime in on the Facebook or the, the IG page, man, I would love to know what, what you know, what some of the police officers, preferably like black cops, like what, what are their thoughts on it? Like, are we not analyzing? Are we not looking at this the right way? You know, you know, help help us from a, a perspective with somebody who has a training. Is the training y'all have appropriate? You know what I'm saying? Like help us help us understand what we may not see too. So that that also does. Perfect.